And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another summer edition of Upon Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And yes, summer is here officially, I believe, as of yesterday, as we record this on a Thursday morning. Summer is here in Southern Nevada. Summer is here in really the Northern Hemisphere, I believe. I think it's somewhere except everywhere like Australia and whatever. But all the same, your Las Vegas Raiders are out of the building. We are probably, let's call it a little over a month away from players reporting for training camp, but they are not here right now. They are enjoying summer vacation, just like I hope all of you are enjoying a little summer vacation. I know that me and the crew here, we are going to be enjoying a little, a little bit of a break surrounding the 4th of July. More on that in a little bit. But all the same, the show goes on. We carry on, and we're going to bring a good episode of the show to you today. Uh, in a little bit, we're going to play, I don't want to say an old interview, but we're going to play an interview that uh, that our boy Q, uh, JT the Brick, and Eric Allen did with Andre James, yes, the center for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, a little bit ago at Content Day. Andre, per usual, uh, just a, a wealth of insight on, on all things silver and black, and really, Andre is one of those guys that, and, and I get to feel like an old man here for a little bit, but every time that I hear Andre speak, right, every time that we see him do media, I just think he's getting better and better and better at it, right? Uh, and he's getting more comfortable. He's, I think, doing a lot better job at storytelling and being engaged. Not to say that he, he was never doing that when he was a young undrafted rookie coming out of UCLA, but it has been really cool to see him get a lot more comfortable uh, doing the media stuff. And, and I think a lot of that comes from, one, getting reps like anything else, but also being uh, more improved and mature in his own game. So just in, in just a few minutes, we're going to play that interview. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. But before we do that, before we get into the meat of the program, as it were, you know what time it is. We got our transactions brought to you by Shift 4 Payments. And just one transaction, uh, well, really over the last week, this did occur last week, but an important one nonetheless. On June 16th, the Las Vegas Raiders signed cornerback Ja'Korian Bennett. That is the their, excuse me, their fourth round pick. And just like that, the entire Raiders draft class officially under contract. I, I'm pretty sure when we did the show last week, we talked about it and said, hey, everyone, the entire draft class, excluding Jacorian, is now under contract. Well, now we can all say officially, officially, official, the entire Raiders draft class, every single one of them under contract, which is great news. And, and really, I know it's kind of a, a clerical, uh, you know, 
you know, pen to paper type situation, but all the same to be able to go for Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, <clears throat> excuse me, for them to be able to enjoy their little summer break right now, for everyone to be out of the building, kind of refreshing, recharging, and to know the entire draft class is under contract. Uh, it might seem like a small thing, uh, but I think it's important. Synergy for that entire group uh, now, as like I said, we're about, let's call it a little over a month away from guys coming back to uh, coming back to the building and getting to work for real. But uh, as I said, one transaction, an important one, and uh, and now we, as I said, we look ahead to uh, we look ahead to training camp. And I'm just as I'm talking through this, I wonder what our next tra- our next transaction is going to be, right? I, I really am kind of curious what our next transaction will be. And I'm sure DZ and, and the boys upstairs will keep me on my toes. Uh, but yeah, as of now, that's uh, that's all we got. And real quick before we get to our uh, our conversation with with Andre James, just a few things that I wanted to touch on real quick, right? Uh, Last week, or I guess technically it'd be this week. My, this, you know, we had the holiday on Monday, so my whole sense of time uh, is kind of all over the place. And with the baby at home who's sleeping through the night some nights, but then he's awake other nights, my whole sense of what day it is, where I am, uh, completely out the window. But anyways, earlier this week, Pro Football Focus uh, put out a story, and analytic-based, as they all are, uh, but they were doing the top 10 rankings per position. Uh, and, you know, according to their grades, and four Raiders made that list. Uh, not a surprising four. Uh, and if you want to get kind of a deeper uh, deeper dive on this, head on over to Raiders.com. Our guy Levi Edwards did a really nice breakdown of these numbers uh, on, in the written form. But the four guys that made the top 10 per position. So essentially to kind of break that out a little bit more, they looked at all the running backs in the NFL, all the wide receivers, all the punters, kickers, et cetera, et cetera. And they ranked them, you know, according to their their grades and their metrics, the top 10 at each position. Four Raiders make that list of top 10 at their position group. Starting with, no surprise here, Devontae Adams coming in at number one. No shocker, dude is the best at what he does he is the number one guy at his job. He is a beast. He is a machine. We saw last year what he can do, who he can be on a consistent basis. No surprises. Devontae checks in at number one. Uh, Josh Jacobs checks in at number four for the running backs, coming off of a fantastic, incredible 2022 season. Our guy, friend of the program, Max Crosby, checks in at number five for all the defensive ends out there. And wrapping it up, the guy that, and I mean this in the best possible way, that I think oftentimes we forget about just because he is so good, so consistent, so quiet, so under the radar, Colton Miller checks in at number eight. So you, there you go. You got four Raiders that made this PFF top 10 of their position group list. Uh, and really, uh, four guys all incredibly deserving of, of that honor, of that accolade. And I think the great thing about PFF is the numbers back that up. Right. So uh, congrats to all four of those dudes. But this got me thinking when we're having this conversation a year from now. Right. When we're looking at the 2023 season top 10 PFF grades per position group. Right. Who are the guys that maybe aren't on this list right now that we think have a chance to get on that list? And so as I was driving in this morning, I mean, that's kind of where my head was at. I was listening to Tom Petty Radio on Sirius. But uh you know, that's kind of where my thought process was. It's like, okay, who are the guys that could end up on this list? And I came up with two. And I hope I am surprised. Uh, I hope that I am blown away. And there's like nine different dudes that, that end up, excuse me, end up on that end of season list in addition to the other four. 
And my two guys were this. They were both on the defensive side of the football, which I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, which I thought was interesting. The first guy who I think has a chance to end up on that top 10 position group list is Nate Hobbs, right? I think that, and I have to, I'm going to have to go back and check and see whether uh, PFF breaks it down by just straight cornerbacks or if they do kind of inside guys versus outside. But all the same, I think Nate has a really, really fantastic opportunity in front of him this year. Uh, and look, what Nate's role ends up being defensively this year, again, very similar to last year, we're going to have to go through training camp in the preseason and ultimately uh, get to the regular season and really find out what it looks like and what it feels like for him. But he is a dude with all the talent in the world. He is a dude who has shown that when he is on the field, he is a beast. He is an absolute dog. And finding quality corners, really quality, no-nonsense, lock-you-down corners, is one of the hardest things to do in football. And I think the Raiders have done that with Nate Hobbs. And look, Nate is, and this is no shot at him, Nate is far from a finished product, right? I think that there is a ton of room for Nate to grow, for Nate to get better, for Nate to kind of understand more of the intricacies of what Patrick Graham is asking him to do on the defensive side of the football. But all the tools are there, and he is exciting as hell to watch play football. We have talked about it a bunch. It is so much fun when Nate Hobbs is right, when he is healthy, when he is out there swagging and and doing his deal. Not a lot of more entertaining players uh, at his position than Nate Hobbs. So he's a guy that I think when all is said and done next year, and here, look, the big, di- the big disclaimer there, the big caveat, I should say, is if Nate can stay healthy, right? And that's with any of these guys on these, on these lists, right? I think so, you know, the kind of step one to ending, excuse me, to ending up on any of these end-of-season lists is can you stay healthy? Can you be out there for 17 games? We look at Nate's 2022, missed six games, right? We know there are a variety of things ailing him throughout the season, but man, if he is right, if he is healthy, if he can complete the marathon of an NFL regular season, whew, I think he's a chance to do something pretty special in, uh, in 2023. So that's my first guy that I think has a chance to end up on one of those end-of-season lists. My other guy, sticking on the defensive side of the football, is Chandler Jones. Now, yes, Chandler Jones, is his, his role defensively is a little bit different than it was probably a year ago. You got Tyree Wilson in the mix now. You got, you know, Max obviously doing his things. We're waiting to see what we get from Malcolm Coombs in 2023. But let us not forget that before Chandler's season ultimately ended, unfortunately, early last year because of injury, this was a dude who was very much rounding into form. And look, we can talk until we're blue in the face about the uh, the slow start. And look, Chandler has, <laughs> Chandler has acknowledged it himself, right? We don't need to harp on that. But I really want to focus on how he was trending towards the end of the season, right? The momentum that was unquestionably going with him and was trending in his direction. Chandler Jones going to the Hall of Fame, right? Like, we, we can say that. Like, that is not a, sc- a scalding take. That is not a spicy take. This is a dude with Super Bowl rings who has 112 career sacks, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, a member of the All-Decade team. Like, look, this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. But there is more in the gas tank for Chandler Jones. I really, truly believe that. If you look at him uh, you know, at, during his press conference, uh, or, you know, during OTAs, if you look at the, the video of him that we put out at Raiders.com during the practice videos and things like that, this is a dude who is slimmer, who is leaner, who is meaner. And I'm really, really excited to see, again, and like I said, 
Nate is, you know, in the same conversation as Nate, as Nate, if he can stay healthy, I'm really, really excited to see what he can do. Really excited. Because you got Max, and look, Max Crosby now, and I know I've said this a million gazillion times, Max Crosby now is considered and should be in every single conversation of guys that are premier defenders in the NFL. When you're talking the Bosa's, when you're talking the Watts, when you're talking the Donald's, you need to be talking about Max Crosby too. Right? So you got Chandler Jones, who now has the benefit of working with Max Crosby for another year. We got Tyree Wilson, top 10 pick, and who by everything that we've heard uh, is going to do everything the right way, is willing to learn, is going to be a contributor on this defense. And now you got Chandler, a, year, a second year in Patrick Graham's system, a guy who, as I said, finished his 2022 campaign very much with the arrow going upwards, which is crazy to say for a dude that is, let me look up Chandler's age real quick. I'm bad at my stats. 33, right? Chandler will turn 34 uh, right after the Super Bowl next year. But I'm excited to see what Chandler is able to do with his opportunity in 2023. Like I said, a guy who I think, yes, the slow start was unquestioned, undeniable last year. But when he got it right, when something clicked for him, when we look at that last stretch of football that he played in silver and black, ooh, that's the Chandler Jones that we thought we were going to get. And I think that's the Chandler Jones that I'm very hopeful we're going to see in 2023. Uh, But as I was talking through this, right, I think a wild card guy, and this is what we call a segue in the business, a wild card guy to end up on one of those lists is Andre James, too. You know, switching to the offensive side of the football for just a second. Right, Andre, very similar to Colton Miller, quiet, goes about his business, was really the centerpiece uh, of an offensive line that was very much under the radar last year, but was better than a lot of folks expect them to be, myself included. So look, you have Andre now, who is a veteran on this team, uh, working with Colton. Yes, we still have some questions about the interior of that offensive line. Who ultimately wins that right tackle job? There are questions, right? But I think that Andre is another dude, very similar to Chandler, where you look at that arrow, and that arrow is going up, 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 and up. So there you go. Two guys in a wild card that I think have a chance to end up on the end-of-season list next year. I'm looking at Nate Hobbs. I'm looking at Chandler Jones. And wild card, Andre James. And speaking of Andre James, I told you at the top we were going to hear our conversation with him from Content Day, and here it is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy JT the Brick. Your boy Q and our very own Eric Allen break it down with the center for the Las Vegas Raiders, Andre James. Center Andre James kind enough to join us. And Andre, great for giving us a few minutes. Really appreciate it. You got to like this. You've been here a little bit now. Content day, media, to see everybody out there, get some pictures. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, it's, you know, my fifth time doing this, so uh, just trying to get it to fly by and have fun, man. Make <laughs> it go fast. Yeah, trying to. What about the new players, especially on the O-line, and the guys now that you're a veteran, you're trying to break in, explain to them what happens every day in this building. Yeah, it's going good. We got a couple of new faces, but, uh, you know, for the most part, we're, we're able to return a lot of guys, which is, you know, really exciting. It's, it doesn't happen all the time. So we're just like, super excited to, 
build on pretty much how we finished last year running the ball and, you know, teach some of the younger guys that are coming up in that room. And, uh, yeah, we're excited. We've got a really good room. How important is that to build that continuity? You know, you, you guys really established it about halfway through the season and then we're able to go the rest of the way to know that those guys are coming back. You guys are all, all able to be on the same page early. Yeah, right. You know, building that, especially as a position like O-line, right. having that, having that um, you know, familiarity, you know, playing with guys you haven't played with a lot, it's, it's, it's really important. So we're excited. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that room. Like, the offensive lineman's room is always different. You know, as a corner, you know, I'm yeah. walking from lunch, going through, you walk past the offensive line room, you guys are in there, it's dark, you guys are <laughs> cracking jokes and stuff. Talk to us a little about the makeup of the offensive line room. You know what I mean? We, we, got, a, we got a lot of big personalities in there. Yeah. It, makes, it, makes it, it makes it fun. Right. So when we get together, it's, there's always going to be good food. Uh-huh. When we're around. There's always going to be snacks. There's always going to be jokes being cracked. A lot cracked. of snacks, so, right? Yeah, a lot of snacks. And we make sure the rookies are stay on top of that. Your so. conditioning looks great. What's changed from last offseason here? What have you been working on? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I work. I stay here pretty much all offseason. Right. I work with uh, A.J. Nival and his crew. They do a fantastic job of, you know, keeping us in shape. Uh, the workouts are amazing. So I'm, I'm pretty much been with him my whole career since I'm a Raider. And, you know, him and his staff are amazing. Uh, tops, or hats off to them. You know, you got this building. You mentioned being here all offseason. How nice is it to have this building where you can do that, be here all offseason and really right. get the work and everything you need? You know, I tell I, – I try to get as – much of the younger dudes I can to be like, hey, this is a great place to be. Um, free food. You're not paying for training. Like, what? You're in Vegas. What else? What, what, what else could you need? So, I mean, this. I, I love being here all off season. It, it's great. My guy. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't free. It ain't me. Right? Exactly. Hundred percent. That's me all day. Yeah. Every, every off season, I get all the players. You have something that you want to work on, right? right. What, what was it this year for you that you wanted to to get better at? I think for me, uh, just being able to understand the offense, I think, is, oh, okay. is, a, is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, on a mental side, especially as a center, uh, yeah. th- it was a lot coming in. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was just different coming in okay. you know, to the system. And so to be able to build on that as like how we finished last year and understanding the system more is, is, is really big for me. Okay, to follow up, don't give us any secrets, but, <laughs> like, how was that different from, you know, one specific – because people think you're just snapping the ball, right? right? But this system, totally different from the previous system, and right. how kind of? You know what I mean? It, it's different. So I, in the last system, I was in charge of a lot of the mic calls and, and a lot of maybe the redirection calls as far right. as, like, pass protection. Yeah. This, it, it is a lot more on the quarterback as far as mic protection, but uh, the the fronts and understanding the idea, is, there's still a lot on the center. And, and, okay. and communication and being able to get it out quicker it, mm-hmm. it is very important. Okay. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say that, and I think it's true, that Jim Otto is one of the greatest football players of all time, one of the most important Raiders ever to play. Mm-hmm. You're a center, and I know there's a lot of history in this building, but Dave Dalby, the other centers who've played the position, the history that you're now taking in because that's what you do here. Mm-hmm. When you hear about Jim Otto pops, he's in the building, he's in a wheelchair, but he continues to come out here on game day. What does that mean to you? Well, I mean, it means a lot, honestly. Uh, we had an alumni day uh, a few days you know, ago, and it, it was so great to be around these guys and you know, kind of pick their brains about like, you know, what was their mentality about going in the game. And it, it was awesome. That was the first time you know, we've really done something like that. And to see all these legendary dudes coming and just be able to talk to them and just you know, 
get their feedback, what, what they thought, you know, their mindset, like what I was saying. It, it was awesome. Now, they so, got the drone. Hold on a second. They got the drone. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. It's a player that we have with the drone. So for those who are watching, listening, we have the drone. We're bringing everything in. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hearing the drone. I'm yeah. hearing it. But those legends, those, those, those alumni, they were out there at OTAs, and they were able to observe practice, and, and some of the media and, uh, and myself was out there. You guys look like you're moving around station to station a lot faster. It seems like there's more tempo than there was a year ago. What's yep. been different for OTAs this year as opposed to last year? Uh, you know, I think understanding we have a lot of returning players, but like I was saying, especially on the O-line, now we're able to, I think, understand the drills and understand, like, uh, the techniques and stuff, what these coaches are asking. So we're able to move around because we're more confident. We understand the drills a little yeah. more. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little different when you're just out there for the first time. Like, I don't know where the hell I'm going. So it, it's, a lot, it's a lot better now. Right. You know, we're able to move around a lot better. You guys had the league-leading rusher last year. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you back that up coming back this year? You know, it's hard, but uh, <laughs> you can only want to duplicate it again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. It, it was an awesome job. I thought – Josh, it, it made our job easier blocking for a dude like that. Uh -huh. You want to block for a guy like that who, who's going to hit it downhill. He's going to hit a fast. It's, it, it's fun. So, you know what I mean? We're just going, like I said, we're just going to keep trying to build on what we, you know, we tried to finish on last year and just keep going, man. Yeah. When does a moment like that hit with you statistically? You want to win every game. We know that. But all of a sudden, there's some chirping going on. It's week 12, 13. We got the leading rusher. We know we're going to get a gift if we finish this year. I mean, <laughs> when does it start coming around that you have – so much pride and honor. You want to get him to the finish line. That is a great achievement, single achievement record to have every year for a running back. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And especially for offensive line, you want to be able yes. to run the ball. That's, that's <laughs> offensive right. lineman's mindset because then it makes, it makes the pass pro a lot easier when they're having to worry about play action and all that stuff. So it, it's fun. I mean, that's what offensive linemen, you want to, you want to hang your hat on is that, that rushing title. So take, take us back to Seattle with the walk-off run from Jacobs, <laughs> the long run. You as a center, and you're, you're seeing 28. All you oh, see yeah. is the back of his jersey. <laughs> that was, I'll tell you what, man. It was a long game, and uh, I think that was, like honestly, like one of the first drives we had it, and, uh, you know, I I, I, was, I remember just blocking my guy, and I, I saw him hit that hole. And he just I just saw his back, and he was running. And I, I was like, please don't get caught. Please don't get caught. Please don't get caught. And, you know, he housed it, and it was the rest was history. Yeah. So For great. a center, what's the highlight moment of a game? Like, when you're going to the game, what's a highlight moment for you as a center? Uh, you know what? I think um, whenever you're able to communicate – communicate clearly and everyone's working on the same page mm -hmm. that that's the best part because you know like I said a lot is a lot is on the center and to have all those five guys on the same page as far as the blocking scheme and everything that's that's what you can kind of hang your hat on as a center so you know a Vegas question we've asked all the guys this you saw the Golden Knights the other night I was with you for that that was mm -hmm. Stanley Cup game one oh, yeah, awesome game and you got a spread you're watching it and then you see alumni day was amazing the dinner that you were a part of and all that. What's changed for you in Vegas now that you have roots in this city? What What do you like about the community? Man, I, I really love this city. You know, I, I've been here since we first moved here, originally in Oakland for a year, but uh, the city showed a lot of love, and we, we felt that right when we got here. Um, it's been awesome. They definitely opened uh, opened us with welcomings. So, uh, man, it, it's awesome. We we love – there's a lot of good food. There's always something to do here. <laughs> yeah. So, as offensive lineman, you got to love the, the food that's in this yeah. city. It yeah, always goes about that. dining in Vegas. It always gets back to the food, right? Yeah, it always. Gets back to the food. I feel like I've been talking about it for all these damn meetings. So. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So, as we wrap this up, expectations this year. You guys had a real chip last year because you were working out the rotation. You were in it, but it was six, seven guys going into the preseason – you bring in some younger guys that you guys being familiar with each other. 
What's the message for the fans coming off six wins to know you could turn this around really quickly with an explosive offense? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're just coming to work every day with, with a mindset of just getting better. So, I mean, that's what we do. We just have a bunch of workhorses every day that are just coming in here. We're pushing each other. Um, I, I can speak to the offense line room. It, it, it's a great room, and we're, all, we're willing to work and we're willing to put in, you know, whatever it takes, you know, to, to be better and to do what it, what it needs to take, man. So, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, thanks for <laughs> yep. doing this. We yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having it. me, guys. All right. Absolutely. Andre James, Andre everybody, James. as we continue here, as we're talking about the offensive line, everything that's happening overall, he's going to get going. More pictures, more work. Thanks oh, again yeah. for doing this. What's up, Raider Nation? It's friend of the program, Max Crosby, and you're listening to Upon Further Review with my guy, Eddie Pascal. God, that sounded good. And a big shout-out to not only Andre, but to Eric Allen, JT the Brick, and our boy Q, who is actually enjoying a little rest and recovery right now in, uh, in Hawaii. So aloha, Q. Safe travels back to the mainland, and uh, can't wait to see you back here in the building very, very soon. Well, on that note... It's summertime, and the living is easy, which means that it's time to crack an ice-cold Coors Light or two or three or whatever a responsible number is for you. Well, here we go. This week, I'm going to crack an ice-cold Bruchacho for the U.S. men's national team who handled business over the week-slash-weekend last week, winning the CONCACAF Nations League Cup at beautiful Allegiant Stadium, taking down Mexico in the semifinal and then bringing it home with a 2-0 win over our brothers and sisters to the north, Canada. And I was in the house for the, well, I should say I was in the house for the first part of the final. It was Father's Day on Sunday, so, you know, the boss had some plans and things for us to do. But I was able to sneak away for a little bit. I actually watched the entire third place game, uh, Mexico-Panama, and then caught a little bit of the uh, of the U.S. game before I was I was summoned home and had to be a be a Johnny good guy. So I tell you this every time, man, and and I know I sound like a broken record. I fully acknowledge that. If you have not had the opportunity to go to a soccer game at Allegiant Stadium, please go. Yes, we know what the environment is like for a Raiders game on Sunday. That place is rocking. I always say it is the best party in Las Vegas during our home games. It's awesome. It's superb. It's a bucket list item for a lot of folks, as it should be. Do it, do it, do it. But if you're looking for something different in a good way, go to a soccer game. Go to an international game at Allegiant. The way that not only the game presentation looks, the way that the game sounds and feels and visually looks, you know, having a soccer pitch out in that, in that space where the field is, it looks awesome, but I think the best thing that I can say is that this community here, and I include you know Southern California and Utah, all these people that come in, right, to go to a game at Allegiant, it is awesome. It is so much fun. Uh, I think what's great is, you know, obviously for the international stuff, you see so many different folks from so many different walks of life wearing different jerseys, representing their countries, their teams, their clubs, whatever it may be. And man, it is just such a, for lack of a better term, it is just such a vibe-heavy event, man. 
you got the music going, you hear different languages. Like it just, it really does make you feel like you're just kind of in this international conglomeration of folks. And it is a, and it is a blast, man. It really is. Uh, and Allegiant has a few more soccer games coming up this summer. I know the Gold Cup semifinal is coming up in, gosh, man, it's only, gosh, is that in like three weeks, four weeks? Ooh, that's coming up. So look at the Gold Cup semifinal. Uh, we have a few international friendlies that are coming down to Allegiant as well. So I'm telling you, I encourage every single one of you, if, if you are in Las Vegas and you have the opportunity to go to a game, do it. Do it, do it, do it. You will not regret it. So that is who I'm going to crack an ice cold bruchacho with uh, for this week, the new U.S. men's national team. But before we officially get out of here, we will be back next week, same time, same place, et cetera, et cetera, with another summer edition. We're currently working on booking some uh, different types of guests, like I told you guys last week. The summer break is a great time for us to kind of have a little bit of, bit of fun, too, and, and talk to some folks that we don't have the opportunity to talk to uh, during the regular season and training camp. So we are currently working with our PR staff. We're scheduling some things out. Uh, I promise you it is going to be worth the wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, those will probably start next week, but... Really what I wanted to tell you guys is get excited. The training camp pod is back. Obviously not right now, but we'll be back in a matter of weeks. Uh, and we cannot wait to, uh, to bring that show to you again. Finalizing a few timing details and things like that. But I can tell you this, the training camp pod is going to be back and better than ever. Make sure that you like, subscribe. You are on that channel. If you subscribe to the Raiders Podcast Network, it'll auto-populate to your feed. But if, for whatever reason, you have not subscribed specifically to the Raiders training camp feed, or excuse me, training camp pod feed, go ahead and do that. We're going to drop a teaser here uh, probably in a week or two to give you guys all the pertinent information about everything that's going on with that show, uh, and it is going to be a blast. So make sure you do that. Go to a soccer game at Allegiant. Enjoy a few brewskis. Enjoy the sun here in beautiful Las Vegas or wherever you are, and hopefully enjoy a little downtime because before we know it, I'm going to wake up one day and be like, oh, my God, this is the sixth day of training camp. And so we got to enjoy this time away while we can. We got to enjoy this time with the friends, the family, the barbecue, all that good stuff. Because I tell you what, man, it happens every single year. Training camp sneaks up on you. And then you know what I say? We'll see you in February. But I will see each and every single one of you next week. Same time, same place on the next episode of Upon Further Review. So in the meantime, a big thank you uh, to our guy, Andre James. And again, shout out to Q and JT and EA for doing their thing. Big shout out to our Raiders PR staff for uh, facilitating that chat for them. Big thank you to my guy, Ray, behind the glass doing his thing. And for everyone at Silverman Black Productions, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will see you, as I said, next week. Same time, same place for another summer edition of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.